Okay, lads, let's get straight into some of the hot topics in the sport of harness racing as we face the breeze. And the biggest talking point in the sport of harness racing was uh, the story behind a couple of Emma Stewart's horses being taken out of the Maryborough meeting last Sunday. And in their release, it reads, this is the statement, Harness Racer Victoria Stewards advised that Show Me Heaven and Act Now have been withdrawn from their respective engagements in race three and race seven at the Maryborough race meeting to be conducted, which was on Sunday, Sunday the 17th of September. Both horses have been withdrawn in accordance with the provisions of Australian Harness Racing Rule 196B. The scratchings relate to a stable inspection being conducted by HRV stewards at the registered training establishment of Emma Stewart on Saturday the 16th of September and circumstances of an intravenous drip being administered or attempted to be administered to the unforementioned horses within one clear day of the relevant race meeting in contravention of the provisions of harness racing Rule 196B. Now, an investigation remains ongoing into this matter. No further comment will be made at this time. Ants, what do you make of this? Yeah, it's a dreadful look, Gareth, for the sport when we've got our leading trainers, you know, um, breaking rules that, you know, everyone knows about. And, uh, you know, it's not as if uh, these rules have just come out. They've been around for a long time and, you know, it was a clear breach. And uh, so, yeah, not a good look and probably cast a pull over their success on Saturday night, you know. So, um, the authorities will deal with it in the appropriate manner. But, uh, you know, I'm just a little bit disappointed in the media too. Like, as I said, it's been uh, brushed under the carpet by just about everybody. And um, I think you're the first one that's brought it up. So this had happened in Galloping should be uh, headline news. You know, Chris Waller or Kieran Maher and that were guilty of this kind of thing. So it's not a great look and it doesn't uh, shine a good look light on the stable. An investigation remains ongoing into this matter and no for, further comment will be made at this time, which I think I'm trying to get onto the CEO of Harness Racing, Victoria, Matty Isaacs, because I think it's important someone talks on this situation because of the relevance of the story and that um, Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin, they're the biggest names in the game at the moment. Uh, an intravenous drip. Tell us a little bit about that, Andy. Yeah, it's obviously... Um... It is common practice throughout the racing industry, not only harness, but uh, sort of thoroughbreds. And it's mainly just a drip made up of, you know, electrolytes and vitamins and just mm -hmm. probably, um, but it is given 48 hours before the horses race and not 24 hours. Um, so, yeah, there's a rule there that's been in place for a long time uh, that we're all aware of. So, um, yeah, there's nothing untoward that's in the drip. Uh, generally, that's going to, you know, show anything positive. It's just generally, um, you know, vitamins and electrolytes to sort mm -hmm. of help the horse Recovery so, with the work during the week and, and for the race going ahead. I guess there's an ongoing investigation because I, I would imagine the, the stewards have taken samples of what was in the drip. Um, but I guess we won't know until the investigation has finished up, Ants. Um, but 24 hours is a no-no. You're not allowed to do that in the the game of racing. Obviously, those rules are put in place for a reason, I would imagine. And many people, as Andy just pointed out, probably do it 48 hours, but not 24 hours. So it'd be interesting to hear why Emma Stewart would do that practice. Yeah, that's right, Gareth. You know, like 99% of the people, you know, abide by the rules, you know, the other trainers. And um, as you said, you know, the rules there for everybody. So uh, as I said before, it's not a great look when we have our leading stable, you know, clearly breaching it. So what, what, well, you're, you've um, obviously the head of the Trainers Association. So what's the process now? Well, it's just really up to the Harness Racing Victoria now to complete their investigations. And, um, 
there'll be a hearing, I guess, and um, they'll come up with an appropriate penalty. Yeah, it's just a situation where, obviously, there, whenever there is success, that there's always people that would say that um, they would have their knockers, put it that way. And But Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin over time have proven that they probably get tested more than anyone and they have been able to deliver results. And Cypher, for instance, was in a retention barn for three or four days and she produced that performance. Um, but because of who they are, they they would probably, you would imagine, want to be more careful than anyone knowing that they are the most successful trainers. And obviously the stewards have headed out there on a Saturday um, to make sure that everything should be, should be, be uh, should they, they should be doing everything right. But this happens and then it gets everybody talking again, Andy, which isn't good for the sport. So it'd be fascinating to see what the, what, what happens out of all of this. I don't know if there's been a precedent has there regarding this before. Um, probably not. I think, uh, Ant's brother Tim took a couple of bloods off his horses on the I think on the Monday morning after they didn't perform that well on the Saturday to um you know just sort of get the bloods taken and I think they were taken out of the Dominion yeah uh, because of that and that wasn't even injecting the horses with anything so um yeah it's going to be interesting what type of penalty they have on I'm sure they'd be disappointed with their actions it, again shedding light on them especially over the last couple of weeks when they've had so much success um you know we're pretty sure there's nothing untoward there but still. Um, you know, it's a rule that we all know about and to sort of break it, um, you know, it's not a good look. Uh, you know, always sort of after positive feedback for our sport and especially when we've just had our Vic Red series and going into our Victoria Cup and derbies and Oaks coming up and Breeders' Crown, mm. um, you know, we don't want any sort of negative feed, feedback, but unfortunately we're going to get it. Yeah, so they had five Group 1 winners on, on um, Saturday night with the Vic Red final night. So, Ants, what do you think should happen? Well, it's not really my place to say, Gareth. Um, you know, there, there will be precedence, as Andy said. And, um, you know, I know there's been some trainers in the past court sort of giving, you know, pace over the tongue, you know, like a boost pace or something on the morning of the race, that kind of thing. So the authorities, you know, they'll be onto it and um, they'll have the appropriate action. And um, But what what I would say, you know, if there's if it's just a, you know, a saline or a, a vitamin drip kind of thing, it uh, it's not... You know, they're great trainers and it's, it's not going to make the horses go any better. It probably makes the trainers feel better. So, you know, it's an old saying we've got in racing that uh, a lot of this stuff makes the trainers feel better instead of the horses. So, um, you know, as you said, you know, it'll all play out. And uh, as you said, it's just disappointing. And, um, you know, the feedback I got on Sunday from, you know, fellow trainers and drivers that, you know, they were sort of up in arms. And, um, you know, everyone's just asking the question why. Yeah. And whether you like it or not, and, and because of their success, they're, they're beating everybody and they're beating everybody in these big races. So there's people turning up and they can't defeat Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin at the moment. And Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin, I've seen them work. Like they work all day. They do double heats. They're, there's no stone left unturned. Like they are dedicated to their, to their craft and they are wonderful trainers, terrific horse people. But when something happens like this and you're beating everyone up, as answers point out, everybody wants to talk about it um, when they go to the races and um, everyone's frustrated, whether they're right or whether they're wrong. But what needs to happen now, I think Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin need to be on the front foot. Um, they need to apologise for, for their actions and explain what was happening there on that Saturday, 16th of September. And then Harness Racing Victoria need to push this particular inquiry right up to the top of the list because they're... Um, Andy, you need to make sure that they attack this with aggression and to 
make sure that this case is finalised so everybody can move on and they're transparent about it because this is a unique case in a way as we just mentioned and they need to, they, they need to act swiftly because they're not commenting yeah. at the moment. No, I agree. A lot of these, um, you know, inquiries and that, they drag on for Too two, long. three years sometimes yeah. and you never know. Uh, we saw Darren Weir, you know, that was dealt with within three or four days of him being caught. So I think it's something that in front of everyone's mind, um, deal with it quickly, um, go through the investigation. If there's an appropriate penalty, deal, give it to Emma and then just sort of move on. But yeah, just sort of be transparent along the way and hopefully, um, you know, something we all learn from and get over from and quickly move on with all our big races coming up. And the simple... Um... I'd like I've I've watched Emma and Clayton throughout their career. I was there when they were with Safari and Katie Secret working Win TV, and I used to bring out the rabbit microphone and their dogs, and it used to nearly <laughs> kill me. Um, so I've seen and I've seen it firsthand how hard they work and they're dedicated to their craft. And they would be hurting; they would understand that they made a they've made a mistake. But um, I think that they just need to come out and be transparent and, and um, explain what they were doing. Um, and then everybody can move on. But I think that's the best possible action under this current situation. I, I posed this question. We had a chat to Mick Stanley with the Bet365 Country Racing Hour. Block your ears, Andy. And I was talking about it, the, the comeback there of Rock and Roll Do, how he's able to get this horse back to his best. At the moment, after watching some of his performances, um, I know everybody thinks that Leap to Fame's the best horse in the country, but Ants, geez, Rock and Roll do when he's firing and he's adaptable. He can, and I know Leap to Fame's the same, but he can be driven with the sit now with that turn of foot and then he can be driven tough. I think he, as an older horse, so I think he's just got the edge on, on Leap to Fame at the moment as the country's best horse. Yeah, debatable, Gareth. Um, he's a really good horse, as we all know, and as I said, he can make his own luck, which some of them can't, but... Um, you know, when he does have to sit park like he, you know, he's very dominant when he does. But as we've seen in the Eureka, you know, there's always going to be a good horse, you know, sitting back getting a good run that's done no work. So he's going to be the one to beat, you know, one of the ones to beat all the way through in these um, good races if he keeps his form. But, um, he, you know, he's not just going to turn up and win every race. Uh, there's going to be a lot of depth in the Victoria Cup. And uh, as I said, it'll be a, a great race. I think what we learned from these races, especially Victoria Cup ants, this is going to be a deep Victoria Cup. It, it's going to be draw dependable in a way. If you get a good horse like a Catch a Wave or a a horse like a Leap to Fame or a Rock and Roll Do, I think Catch a Wave's got an advantage over the other two in a way because of his gate speed. But if they land in front and they don't have to do too much work, it's impossible really to beat them with the, the sectionals that they can run. Yeah, and we all know Melton, it's such a, you know, barrier draw dependent track and Sectionals play such a great part, you know, if, if any horse can lead. And if they get a lead time of 41 or 42, they're in trouble. If, but if they get sort of 44, 45, you know, they're, they're hard to beat. So um, it'll all come down to sort of how easy any of them lead and uh, how much pressure they cop that first sort of 600. So, you now it'll be an intriguing race. And it's great, you know, these races when there's so many chances. And the advantage your horse has, um, Andy Gath, is catch a wave's got gate speed, more gate speed, I reckon, than Leap to Fame and a rock and roll do. So at 2,200 metres around Melton, he's going to be hard to beat if he can get him back to his best. Yeah, and obviously you need a good draw too. Um, you know, that's one weapon. He has advantage over those other two, Leap to Fame and rock and roll do, but sometimes having that gate speed also comes out of cost too. You've got to burn really hard, but... Um, you know, Leap to Fame and Rock and Roll do. They've got to probably rely on other horses to give them the lead. Um, they're sort of not quick enough to get there themselves. So 
but they're both quality horses. They they both can run remarkable times and both in terrific form. Just be nice if you got back on rock and roll, do Ant's, uh the true version of him and mm-hmm. have a crack and see how good he is. Yeah, I drove him at the trials uh, <laughs> 18 months ago for Mick one day and I said, God, you know, he's better C2 or C3 in the old scale. I said, shit, this is a good horse. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, I saw the leg off him. So uh, <laughs> good good to see Mick's got him back. Well, Kate, I don't know if she'll jump off, catch her away for in Cypher. I know in Cypher's not going around in the Victoria Cup. Um, Andy, but his answer now you're part of the team here on um, on Giddy Up and, and facing the breeze. Is he any chance to be two IC maybe to catch a wave? Yeah, well, maybe we'll just sort of. Um, he, he keeps asking me, you like to we be wearing my colours? So, um, yeah, we'll see. You'll be in the mix. Hey, just we had Peter Ty on, and just before he owns part owner of Winks, obviously, they're selling the filly um, by Pierre at the Easter sales. and. She was a champion, one of the greatest. In fact, she's probably the greatest horse we've seen in the 21st century. But every time she competed in a Cox Plate, she had a weight advantage, Andy Gath, on her rivals. The, the some of the, when the boys arrived, they had to give her weight, despite her being clearly a better horse. Do you think it's time? And harness racing is a little bit different because you don't see the mares have the success in these type of races than what we've seen in in the thoroughbreds, the best horses of recent times in the thoroughbreds. The champions, Maccabi Diva, um, Black Caviar and Winks have all dominated. Um, and they were better than the boys and they had a weight advantage under weight for age conditions. Do you think a race like a Victoria Cup, which is they, they, they build it up as the Cox plate of harness racing. Is it time that mares get advantage with the draw in the sport of harness racing to see more mares engage? Because... I think Amore Vita's going around in the Victoria Cup, but she's the only mare competing this year. Yeah, it probably wouldn't hurt. Um, you know, and Cypher got an uh, advantage of the barrier draw in the Eureka. Um, you know, the three-year-old drew inside of it, then the mares drew next. So she got a good barrier because of that. And, you know, and she was able to win it, um, you know, with a nice soft run. But, you know, that went a remarkable time and she had to run past a great horse. So not underselling her victory. It was, it, you know, it was a great, great run. Uh, so, yeah, you know, you know, the males have probably dominated for a while. So, um, you know, have, uh, you know, I wouldn't be against the mares having an advantage mm. of the barrier draw. It's been a while since we've seen a mare in the Victoria Cup. And we're here. we always have it in line with the Cox Plate. It probably does make sense that the barrier draw is done on sex. And then you, what do you make of that there, um, Ants? No, I think it's got a lot of merit, Gareth. As you said, you know, it's rare for the mares to line up against the, the big boys. But there are some, you know, Ladies in Red will be an, another example sort of later in the year. And, so, yeah, it's probably uh, adds an incentive for them to race against these, uh, you know, really big guns. All right, then. Don't go anywhere. This is Facing the Breeze. Thanks to Garrett's Horse and Houndfall of Equine Essentials. Let's take the news and we'll come back with more um, with the lads talking harness racing on this Tuesday here on Giddy Up. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Facing the breeze, Mr. Garrett's horse and hound for the Equine Essentials, Anthony Barton, Andy Gath, two champions of the sport with us here, talking about all of the hot topics in the sport of harness racing. Andy, we lost one of the sport's favourite sons late last week, and Tom Hogan, Tara Tom Hogan, who was, well, he did it all in the sport of harness racing, and you knew him um, for many a year. He, he, his legacy will live forever, there's no doubt about that, but um, what a star he was for the sport. He did a lot for the game. 
No, he did. Um, yeah, I've known him since I can remember as a young child. Um, you know, my dad trained a few horses for him early on in his career. My brother Peter was a bag man for him. He was a bookmaker. You know, he lived in Melton for a long time. So, uh, yeah, I've sort of grown up my whole life knowing Tom. And, yeah, he's had a hand in everything in the sport as an owner, you know, punter, a bookmaker, karaoke singer. He's done it yeah. all. And, yeah, he's the type of person that you always like being the presence of. You always sort of make your day happy. He's always up and about. And he's always positive for the sport, especially on social media. You know, anything could happen. He, he want to give everyone a wrap. And, yeah, you know, he's um, you know, going to be sorely missed. Um, yeah, so used to going to the races and seeing him there, and especially during the summer months too when uh, – you go to all the big races. So, um, yeah, got to leave a gaping hole in the sport, I'd say. And it's best Darren Carroll pointed out something to me the other day is that he gave it like harness racing gave him a lot, but he was the first there to meetings like Bort and all these country areas in, in country Victoria is the only bookmaker there to promote the sport, especially on their biggest day. So he, he went, he went above and beyond to give back to the game because he didn't have to do that. Did he Andy? No, he didn't. He gave a lot back to the sport. And, yeah, he always – you'd see him at board and St. Arnold and be the only bookmaker there and take on Tom, as he always used to say. And, you know, like – and yeah, no, he was grateful to sport. And, yeah, Sue's been with him for a long time and obviously going to be tough for Sue living without him. But, um, yeah, no, it's always hard when someone dies. But, yeah, I think he's going to be in everyone's memory for a long time. I apologise. Some text messages coming through. Um, as well, a lot of love for Tara Tom. Um, what a superstar he is. We're going to put together a, a tribute to him a little later on the week, a podcast catching up with host of his friends and some of the stories because they're legendary and some of the stories about Tara Tom, especially back in the day when he was bookmaking alongside Hutchie and the like. Yeah, he's one of those large of the life characters, Gareth, that, um, you know, he's got a, you know, he would have been great if he'd wrote a book because he had so many stories and, you know, I didn't have a, a lot to do with them um, personally, you know, as much as some of the other people I've heard on the radio. But I remember when I was saying with Gavin, we always stayed with Gavin Lang when we bought our horses over from New Zealand and uh, his presence was always around and uh, I'd go to the race with Gav quite a few times and uh, Gav would start on the story. So it was very entertaining uh, trips to the races anyway. Yeah, and I was just mentioning a cipher is going to the Victoria Cup. Andy, um, a few text messages coming through saying that um, it was a Moray Vita, but it's in Cypher going to the Vic Cup. So it'd be interesting to see how she goes once again against the boys and some of the older boys. But have you got a story for Tara Tom for us? Uh, myself, personally, oh, probably not fit for radio, yes. a lot of these stories. <laughs> All right, then we'll leave that for another day when we're having a beer. Um, the other question I, I, I pose to you here is that um, – and there's a couple of questions coming through from some of our listeners. Um, who do you think Andy is the best horse in the country at the moment is? That's from um, James. I'm going to sit on the fence because I don't really know. It's a bit like who's the best AFL team when there's four teams left. We yes. still really don't know. But I think it's between Rock and Roll Do, Leap to Fame. I know he was playing last night. Catch but I'm a still wave. chuck my horse in, catch a wave. He has one of Miracle Mile, so... Yeah, probably among those three at the moment. And obviously, you know, you've got great mares and ladies in red and cypher and Amore Vita who are probably in the mix as well. Um, this is from Ben Ants. Would you back Captain Ravishing in a Victoria Cup after watching him in the um, the Eureka there the other day? That's from Ben. Yeah, I wouldn't count him out, Gareth. It was a great run, you know, for on his preparation. And, you know, he looked the winner during the run and he only just sort of petered out, you know, the last 200, which is totally understandable. So you think with that run under his belt and, um, you know, you obviously 
probably trial and then have that race the week before. So, you know, he's not going to dominate the race, but, you know, with the right draw and the right run, you know, you couldn't count him out. Hmm. All right then, lads. Um, have you got a winner for us? Um, Andy, I'm you, not, you can start. I've got, yeah, I've got one in tonight. She's first up for a long time. She's no star, but it's not a, it's a winnable race in Superior Delight. I think it's about $6 and I think she'd be a good each way bet. That's all we need. What about you, Ants? You're usually tipping winners at $25, $30 these days. Yeah, I've got one tomorrow at uh, Yarra Valley, Gareth Bully and a girl. She uh, was really unlucky last week in the silver of the victory three-year-old trotters. So she's drawn one and, you know, she uh, replicates last week's run. I think she'll be really hard to beat. All right, then. I was interested to see on Sunday as well that you've got a, a horse that I was in love with. Um, and I, I speak of better be the bomb. Do you think you can get him to win a good race? Oh, I think, oh, we hope so, Gareth. He's probably just a step below the real top liners, but he's ha- had a fair few months off without racing, so he's going to need a two or three runs to get back to his best. But he's probably, we've just got to find the right race for him, you know, up underneath that top level. He's on a hard mark. So, um, but he does seem really well. And I was really pleased with him on Sunday because we knew that, you know, he's definitely two or three runs short of getting back to his best. Okay. So Harness Racing Victoria has been in contact with me just before while this show's been on. No media, whilst the investigation is open, it creates an unfair judgment for the participant. I think if you just report the facts um, and we can get a little bit of a better understanding, I don't know how that can be an unfair judgment. That's just my opinion. But that is interesting, Ants and Andy, as I say goodbye on this um, Tuesday morning. It's always interesting, Andy Gath. I told you when you're on Facing the Breeze. (laughs) No, it is. Uh, No easy questions on this show. No, thanks for that. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Ants. We're not the top rating show for nothing, Gary. That's a very good point you make. <laughs> That's a very good point you make. Thanks for that, boys. All right. Uh, so you go. Superstars, Anthony Button, Andy Gath. Garrett's Horse and Hound stocking the largest range at the best prices. Visit horseandhound.com.au. Darren Garrett and his team do a wonderful job. Well done to Aidan DeCampo. He trained the trifecta in that feature two-year-old Colts and Geldings race there. On Friday night, that's his biggest success, I would imagine. Maneshmet doing all of the work in the breeze to win. And well done to uh, Madison Brown. Gee, she's a talented driver. She combined with the legendary father, Colin Brown, to take out the Phillies division with exceptional armour. It was a beautiful drive as well. So well done to the DeCampos and the Browns. Great to see them have success there um, on Friday night. Let's take a break. Mickey Gannon with the tipster of the week for the great tip-off coming up next.